A lot of these brands, I feel like, have a very dated perception of what it is to work with a content creator. And I say that because a lot of the time they'll probably still call us influencers. And content creators and influencers, I feel like, are two different things. Hello and welcome back to Louis Burke on Little Burke, episode six. How is your week going? I feel like this week has just been kind of crazy. Uh, Mercury is about to get into retrograde next week, but I always sometimes find that the week before Mercury goes into retrograde is actually the time where it's a bit chaotic. I feel like it kind of like levels out the following week. Planets moving around, you know, things going on with our futures, you know, do we have free will? I think we do, but it's just opened my mind to the concept that not everything is, you know, what it could seem. Anyway, speaking of... Today's episode is called The Benefit of Beige, and basically it's just talking about how a lot of people in their homes have neutral home decor, and a lot of people take issue with that online. A lot of people cop a lot of hate online, including myself. I don't cop it as bad as what other people do when it comes to the beige decor, but I think a lot of people gained a lot of momentum and confidence around this issue when this particular series by Sad Beige took off where it was um, Sad Beige Clothing for Sad Beige Children. And it's a funny series where she basically shows off pictures of homes and nurseries and kids' wardrobes. It's all neutral and beige and saying, you know, where's all the colour and is it affecting kids' development with colour and blah, blah, blah. So then the audience has just now decided that they're going to go on a rampage and attack any person that has neutral home decor. I made a video response to it on TikTok pretty much saying that a lot of people have beige home decor in their homes because a lot of people rent and they don't have a lot of money and the value for home decor really isn't there. So people need home decor that's accessible, affordable, and it's going to last a long time. They're probably the three main factors because a lot of people rent. So they're not really making a home. They're just kind of filling a space and filling it with things that they need to keep going because things are just getting more and more expensive, especially like every 12 months, all our landlords are upping our rent by like $250 a week, if not more at this point. So, you know, the sort of investment and want and yearn for wanting to have a home, it seems like it's just getting further and further away from us when it comes to home ownership. So the feeling of home is sort of disappearing. And that's the reason why I sort of created like I created my TikTok because I wanted to sort of showcase that you can create a home space that feels cozy and feels like you and make you like can make you feel more confident despite you renting. And the thing is, is that people are interested in that and they're keen to try it out, but they're not really willing to take risks from the get go. So of course they're going to go for a classic colorway, which is a neutral. And what's interesting as well is that I think a lot of people just throw beige and say, oh, that's the neutrals, neutrals, beige. And they always say it like this, beige. And it's like, a lot of people don't really have a lot of beige in their, like, in their homes, I would have to say. A lot of people that I know that don't have a lot of beige in their homes. Um, a lot of people don't wear beige, but they have this hate towards beige. But neutral colours actually extend away from beige, would you believe? There's a whole spectrum of neutrals and earth tones. It starts from black all the way through to white. It goes black, charcoal, grey, navy, green, brown, tan, beige, white. You know, like... That is a full spectrum of neutrals that people incorporate that is also available in a lot of stores. Particularly in Australia, I find that a lot of brands don't take a lot of risks because of what I just said before. People themselves don't want to take a risk and they once did not invest in home and now are starting to. So stores have to accommodate for people's sort of 
lacking confidence when it comes to home decor. So they present a lot of neutral tones. I remember like five years ago, it was impossible to find a beige sofa. It was impossible to find a sofa that was even like a linen look. And now they're everywhere because it's just become more popular. That's the thing too. I feel like it's easier to get a luxurious look in furniture in a neutral colorway because um, cheaper textiles, which is usually what you know, makes a cheaper furniture piece look a lot better in neutral colorways than if you were to try and make it in a colored version. I know that from working in apparel that a lot of the time, if you work with li like linen, you can make it all different colors, but the integrity of linen makes colors a little bit more washy, but that's the style of it. So it makes a lot of sense that the affordable dupes of more expensive pieces come in neutral colors only. And then the more colorful character driven pieces are more expensive and harder to rip off because people are scared and also finding cheaper textiles is more difficult. Like I was saying earlier, especially being in Australia, if you go to the States and things like that, there are a lot of other places that like CB2, for instance, it takes on a lot of different styles from more expensive brands, creating more colorful home decor bits and pieces. But that just isn't going to happen in Australia because we don't have the population to support that kind of manufacturing and purchasing and turnover of furniture. So we're kind of stuck with what we have, which is, you know, your um, Ikea's and Kmart's and things like that. And then you have your other brands, which are a bit more bigger as well, like your Freedoms. Um, and then more in urban areas, there's Coco Republic and there's Globe West and things like that. But that's the thing too. Accessibility is something too. Because a lot of people will argue, well, why don't you just go on Facebook Marketplace and buy something old and be more sustainable and it's character driven, blah, blah, blah. Yes, you can definitely do that mainly if you live in an urban area, like a city or very close to a city, because that's where a lot of those furniture pieces are. If you were to live uh, in more regional areas, those character-driven colourful pieces are not going to be found on Facebook Marketplace. They're not. And I know because I've had a conversation with my sister just the other week. She was looking at pieces and I said, oh, you can look on Facebook Marketplace. And I went over to where, like, I looked on Facebook Marketplace in her region because you can change the location. And there wasn't really a lot around full stop, let alone there was not any, like, mid-century sofas or anything like that. So I luckily was able to pick up my Sarah Ellison sofa on Facebook Marketplace at an amazing deal, but that's because I live in Melbourne. And also it's, yeah, a colourful designer piece and it costs more than what it would if I was to buy it in store, but it didn't because I saved on Facebook Marketplace. But what I am saying is that that colourful piece by Sarah Ellison is an expensive piece and it's made from suede, velvet, whatever, you know. So colour comes kind of comes with its own colour tax in a way, especially with like wallpapers and things like that. Like if you're really interested in colour done really well, which is something that I don't think these commenters are really thinking about, like they're not talking about cohesive homes. Like if you listen to the video response that I did on TikTok, I basically start off by saying could you stop projecting your shame onto people online because they're not the people that hurt you? Go seek medical help to process that and go through that with your inner child because it's so true. People are just projecting onto other people the way they feel or their experiences in their life that has happened to them and they're making influencers or content creators responsible. And that's just not cool. And I don't understand it. And I have actually, I feel like that is very much the case hitting the late 20s, 30s era of my life. A lot of us are at different stages. So a lot of us have different priorities and we're also investing in different things. So people have a habit of projecting things because they feel like they should have everything by now, have everything organized, have everything done. And if there's an element that's sort of falling away from them and they see it being like, produced online, it sort of irks them and they're like, ah, 
You know what I mean? Like they're not actually thinking, oh, why aren't there more cohesive, colorful homes? It's like, we'll do the research and realize they're very expensive. You know, go on House and Garden and check out the home tours in there. They are amazing. The way that Europeans just do color, they just do it so well. I've said that before in previous podcasts. They do such an amazing job with the wallpapers and the classic furniture. And they also like reupholster old things because they've been around a lot longer. They have more accessibility to those things. And they also have more accessibility to stores and producers of really character driven, colorful work. Like it's really not hard when you put two and two together, I think. So when it comes to incorporating neutrals into a home, the way that I like to do it is I have a lot of neutrals in my space and then I like to go in with colorful character-driven pieces, more so in the home decor, home decor, home decor region. Pillows, bed linen, napkins, glassware, things like that. Because nine times out of 10, you can access a brand that you admire and get things that are a lot more approachable in price when it comes to their smaller home decor bits and pieces. A couple of colorful brands that I really like are like Doosan and Doosan. They have amazing bed linen, Tekla, same thing. Uh, Gustav Westman has some really beautiful cups and ceramics. Hay Design always comes through with some colorful storage pieces, grinders, things like that. Um, definitely check out their store if you're in Melbourne. It's in Fitzroy Collingwood. Love that store. They're all great pieces that you can access and get. And the best thing about these things when you buy character-driven, colorful pieces from these brands is that you can sell them on for a really good price and then you can invest in new things later on. I think that's the really good thing. You know, save on those fundamental pieces and get them in a neutral colorway like a sofa or a bed frame and things like that because those things are more difficult to sell on regardless because they usually get, they're really worn down quite quickly. So don't spend an arm and a leg on a character-driven colorful sofa if you're the type of person who's like, oh, I hate this sofa now. It's only been two years and I just don't like it anymore because it's bright orange or bright green, purple, magenta, whatever. And I want to get rid of it, but no one wants to buy it because they don't want to take risks. You know, opt in for something that's more neutral and then go in with, and neutral I mean any of those colors that I mentioned before. So it could be a green or it could be a brown and then accent it with some really cool cushions from Hey Design or Doosan and Doosan. And it looks great, especially with like a throw, like a throw blanket as well. Also with these pieces too, they make great gifts. It just makes so much more sense to in, like, you know, go out on it, like go out and invest slightly more on those home decor pieces from brands that, you know, have that retain their value that you can sell on later rather than buying the cheaper colorful options from other stores. You know what I mean? Your pillow talks or whatever. I actually did do a video looking at the dupes versus the original on my TikTok recently that you can check out as well, where I was sort of comparing the pair because Pillow Talk has done a lot of dupes of smaller businesses like bed threads, like the scalloped European pillows. And I was sort of like, I would buy the bed threads one because the price that you're getting for two is the same price as the bed threads, except one's 100% linen and has nice colorways versus the Pillow Talk one, um, which was made from a cheaper fabric and it just wasn't as good. You know what I mean? So that was sort of my way of going about addressing like dupes and trends because it's so popular on social media, but I just don't really want to do Kmart hauls and Kmart tours. I love Kmart. Don't get me wrong. And that's the thing about dupes. Dupes are not bad either. Like when it comes to Kmart, if you want fridge storage, go and get the fridge storage from Kmart because it makes sense versus Howard Storage World. They're the exact same thing, except one is more affordable and approachable than the other. Like makes sense. Do you know what I mean? When it comes to these other pieces, like... Kmart had done a thing that had ripped off Doosan and Doosan's square quilt cover. Like, it, they're just not the same. One's made in Portugal, you know what I mean? Versus one that's made in China. And one has texture, the other one doesn't. 
It just makes more sense to invest in those smaller businesses, I think anyway. Someone was actually arguing with me that they thought they were like, oh, I don't consider Bedthreads to be a small business. And I was like, well, I do. It's independently owned just because a brand advertises really well and they perform really well doesn't mean that they're a big business. And then some people were like, oh, well, people own coals, like independent coals, and they're not a small business. I'm like, well, that's a chain. That's different. I don't know. People, people online, it's very interesting. You've always got to take anything commenters say with a grain of salt because... They are so quick to judge, yet don't really think about the things that they're saying. Speaking of home decor and colorful pieces, I sort of want to talk a little bit more about and like reveal the curtain, lift the curtain a little bit around content creation, because I've had a lot of brands recently reach out and want to send um, gifts in exchange for content. So Contra deals. And the interesting thing about Contra deals is, is that a lot of these brands, I feel like have a very dated perception of what it is to work with a content creator. And I say that because a lot of the time they'll probably still call us influencers and content creators and influencers, I feel like are two different things. At least when I worked in marketing, I different, I had budgets set aside for two different categories, one being an influencer and one being a content creator. An influencer to me is someone that's usually more uh, built on the persona of someone and they can kind of go out and get up and like people that married at first sight who become famous and they just promote anything and anything they are influencers people online that kind of curate a feed curate their lives create informational content they are there to provide information education and inspire their content creators you know they're different so they should be treated differently and so a lot of these brands reach out and they want contra deals but they're like Some brands know, they'll be like, oh, hey, can we send you these things? Like no pressure to post, but like we'd really love you to explore our brand. And if you really love it, then you can share it. Amazing. Other brands, however, will be like, hey, we'd love to give you some of these things. Um, They'll have a PR team like, hey, we'd love to give you this thing. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm happy to explore that. And they go, oh, can you offer anything in return? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, yeah, I can have a look if I enjoy the product and I think it relates to my audience. I can share it on stories or I can do like a reel or something like, okay, cool. And then... I'll get an email back from the brand and it'll be like, like not the PR team because they've let the brand know. Then the brand will be like, hi, Louis, thanks so much for sharing your interest with working with us. We could maybe gift you four cushions in exchange for a reel and TikTok. And it's like, guys, you've really missed the mark on this one. One, because your PR manager reached out to me not the other way around. So don't get it twisted. Secondly, four cushions in exchange for a TikTok and a reel. That's not going to happen because at the end of the day, this is a business. Content creation is a business and four cushions isn't going to cut it for the amount of work that goes into video making and also the amount of work that it goes into cultivating an audience that trusts you. And I think people seem to forget that. Like I've, and this is the difference between probably me and a lot of content creators. I've worked in industries before. I've been in studios and I've also been the marketing person as well. So I've seen the budgets and I've seen the team that it takes to make a lot of videos. And I've also been the one making the budget to set aside for these said shoots. So I know that like, On any given set, you need a photographer and they have an assistant. Then there's a videographer if you want video content and they have an assistant. Then you've also got a stylist and they have an assistant. So how many people is that so far? Photographer, assistant, videographer, assistant, stylist, assistant. So then we've got, if there's talent, we've got talent. And then that talent comes with a stylist for fashion. And then there's also a makeup and hair person. So that's nine people so far. Nine people. And then if that talent has to speak about things, no, the talent's not going to be the one doing the speaking. The marketing team is going to be doing the speaking, like going to be doing the copy for the video and the script. So that's 10 people. 
And all those people are on contract. All of them are on good money. And all of them, especially if the, if the photographer is freelance, I love this as well. Photographers and videographers get paid through the roof for any project. They usually are more expensive than anything. Oh, and like we haven't even included the location fee as well, who are really going to be serious. Like the location fee is always a lot too. So like if I'm going to make a video about your four cushions, I'm those 10 people. And then I'm also my location. You know what I mean? Like you are saving so much money than if you were to go out and do it yourself. So you need to consider that when it comes to, oh, I'm just going to gift four cushions. Can I also just say this brand, I've like, I have some of these brands pieces and I really like the brand, but they were like, oh, we're coming out with these velvet cushions because that's our thing for this season. Um, And it's like, cool, but what have I got to do with velvet? Because I rarely show velvet on my bed. It's like, oh, because it's winter and it's the season of winter. It's like, you do know that your customer base and my, like, people who follow me don't care about velvet. They might, you might love velvet. That's fine. But you're taking such a risk because I haven't shared it on my profile before. And my audience really like linen. So why wouldn't you go with the safe bet and go, hmm, this talent has used linen before. Let's show this person and their community what they like and what people follow them for. It's really not that difficult of a concept to think of. At least I don't think. So I really just feel like a lot of these brands just need to figure out what's going on. Like it's the same thing with other bigger brands. They want me to do something like a video and it's like with a $300 budget of bed linen and it's like, you know, they want a video and a TikTok and they want to be able to use it for usage rights to do their ads and have it across their thing and own the content and edit it. It's like you are just dreaming. Like it's just next level because this is the thing. I feel like especially in Australia, if you work with American brands, they're a lot more with it because in America, like they've just been doing it for a lot longer. But in Australia, some people are just, they, and this goes out to anyone that's aspiring for creative industries. People will never fully understand you if you're a creative because they don't prioritize creativity and they don't value it, but they need it, but they don't value it. So it's this constant battle of just trying to explain the amount of work, education, skill, product, talent, people that you need to create whatever it is they need to create. That's the reason why actually I went into marketing because it was a lot easier to justify my actions if I had facts behind it. So like originally I was a photographic stylist and then I moved into doing marketing because it was so much easier to go, hey, this email campaign that I did brought us in this amount of money or this thing brought us this amount of money. If we do it this way, it'll do it like this, you know, versus when I was a photographic stylist and I used to sit down for annual meetings and I'd be like, I think that I'm deserving of this. This is what the pricing of the salary is in the market. They didn't care. They were like, well, how do we know that your photos are really doing that? How do we know that your photos are really selling our product? You know, it's like, well, how do you know that the marketing team is selling your product? Because if it wasn't for me being the stylist, making those beds, styling up those things, you would have nothing to move or sell. The priority that there is in the product design versus and like marketing versus the people styling it up and making it look good is just so far apart. And they just think, and this is the thing, this is the thing about creative industries in general, content creators, stylists, they all just think, "Mm, I could do that if I wanted to. No, you couldn't. (laughs) No, you couldn't. I know you couldn't. Like the people who are like, oh, I think I could do that. It's like, okay, we'll do it. 
And it's not just a matter of, it's like, yeah, Louis, like, for instance, someone could, I'm sure there's people, there could even be someone listening to this right now being like, yeah, Louis, you made a bed on stop motion. Like, I could do that. It's like, okay, we'll do it. But you can't just do it once. You've got to do it every day. And you've also got to provide educational content. You've also got to supply why you're making the bed that way. You've also got to tolerate the hate comments that come through about the bed. You've got to have the confidence just to simply post, post regularly and be comfortable with being on camera and be comfortable with your house being on show and doing it all the time. And it's not just bed making, it goes into everything else, which is like right now, me doing this podcast, me doing a blog, me doing a journal, me doing Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, you name it. It's a full-time gig. So not only am I the skill set of all those 10 people mentioned before, but I'm also marketing myself as a content creator. So there is just so much involved behind this veil of, wow, influencer must be so like, you know, wish it was that, you know, like, it's just a lot. It's not to say that I don't enjoy it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it. I love it more than any other job that I've had. And I love that I also get to use all the skill sets that I've created and made as I've studied and gone into all the different jobs and industries. I love my job. And I hope I get to continue to do it because it's just like, this is a new venture for me. I've only started doing uh, content creation full time for the last, I'm saying it's maybe coming up in four or five months now. And it's great. I love it. Um, yeah, I love that I'm able to like, work for myself. I have a manager and I do things and I collaborate with lots of different teams. So it's still sociable. You know, I get to work on different ventures that are similar to stuff that I've worked on before, you know, so don't get me wrong. I'm not coming on here being like, woe is me, influencer life so hard, blah, blah, blah. What I'm saying is I just feel like people's perception of influencing and content creation, because remember they're two different things, just need to be expanded. Their views of the whole system need to be expanded. And these brands with their uh, winter season and blah, 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 people and customers do not care about your winter season because they are not dressing their homes for the seasons. They're lucky to be dressing their homes at all. That's the thing. Yeah, sure, they might buy a blanket because it's winter time, but they're not buying it because, like, oh, it's winter, I've got to buy myself a new blanket and a new cushion and maybe I'll get it in a velvet. No, they're just like, I'm cold, I'm going to buy a snuggly blanket and they'll go out to Kmart and buy that fluffy blanket. Like, you know, take your product and take what you're known for. It's not to say that the velvet cushions aren't beautiful. They are lovely, but me as a profile with a velvet cushion for this thing with this particular, and please people do not like specify this. If I come up with a velvet cushion next week or something like that, don't come for me because I do have a velvet sofa. So I incorporate it there. But what I'm saying is this brand before focuses on linen and I have their linen stuff. So if I share it, people love the linen stuff because it's from that brand. They finally reach out to me like, Hey, we would love to work together. And all I get is a, yeah, we want two videos for four cushions. And they're, by the way, they're not linen, they're velvet. Like what? <laughs> Anyway, I'm just repeating myself at this point, but I hope it, this has given you a little bit more perspective on like what you can do to incorporate more color into your home when it comes to home decor bits and pieces. I was actually in a store the other day and I was talking about it with like with um, a couple of the people in the team there because it's a really small business and they were saying, oh, you know, people are really afraid to incorporate color into their home because they've like, you know, they just don't know how to do it. And I think that's so true. It's so true because it's like, like I said before, they don't want to take a risk. People don't really want to spend and invest too much money in their homes because they rent or they don't care about it too much. They'd rather spend money on a holiday or whatever. So it's about showing people how to incorporate color and have fun with their interior spaces. And if they have a neutral color base to start off with, with those expensive foundational pieces, like a bed frame or a sofa or a chair, so be it. 
let them have a beautiful, colorful cushion and let them have a beautiful, colorful throw and some beautiful glassware because that's worth it, you know, which actually gives me a little tip there as well. I would like highly say if you're renting in a place as well, invest in your glassware and your ceramics because you take them with you wherever you go and they always make your kitchen just look better. You know what I mean? Like if you have some like um, open shelving, I love the fact that I just like bit the bullet a couple of years ago and bought some really nice glassware. And I was like, you know, that looks great. And it makes the kitchen just feel better wherever you go. Way worth the money more than a peel and stick tile for your, um, for the splash back. You know what I mean? Or backsplash or whatever. Apparently like Americans say backsplash, whereas Australians say splash back. Did you know that? The things you learn on TikTok, right? Well, anyway, everyone, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Louis Burke on Littleburg, and I will see you next Thursday for another one. And if you would like to see more of this content or go and like check out those videos that I was mentioning earlier in the podcast, you can find me over at Louis Burke on all social medias. I also have a journal, which is louisburkdesign.com. And I'll see you all in the next one. Bye.